I want to put my phone on side of high internet world. Um, this is a no name blog. We, uh, it's not a blog. It's a podcast. So we got to get right. The, the media, right? My name is George. I will be one of the two hosts. Um, I'll get, let Tia take it away. Um, I'm Tia and I'm going to be the other, uh, the other voice that you hear. So I am from Chicago. George is also from Chicago. Born and raised, born and raised. So, um, what, whatever, uh, perspective that we give is going to be that of two people that have always lived in Chicago. And I have lived on both the South side and the North side. I've lived both on the South side, the North side, the West side, and the red line. So if that makes any difference. <laughs> I, I have not lived on the West side. I am not that brave. So uh, there is a reason they call it the wild, wild West. And that will not be me. They call it the East side crazy East side. So it's, it's all the same people. People get shot everywhere. If, if that's what Chicago is known for. Um, and the and the storefront preacher in front of Old Navy, who's going to send everyone to hell. But which um, he's not there anymore. No, he's not there anymore. Then he get he got beat up. Then he get beat up. He's been be- okay. So I had a friend who, um, I had a friend who came to his defense, and I had to unfollow him on Facebook because he argued that this guy was part of Chicago. Um, he's been beat up several times. So this this wouldn't be the first time he was beat up. But remember that old navy changed into a gap. Then they, or was it a gap and then it changed into an old navy? The old navy changed into a gap. I think it was the old navy changed into a gap. Old navy moved across the street, but then the gap did it close? Because the I, gap did close because I had a uh, I had a, a friend that I used to see who worked at that gap, and this person told me that the gap was closing before we were supposed to know. Okay, but <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, oh, I the the him saying he's part of Chicago. Like, if you think if you think of that in terms of you, there are people you can go to multiple people who are in the city of Chicago and te- and say the the old navy preacher and they're going to know who you are talking about. They they they're going to know who you're talking about. That and, doesn't mean you was a good person. But I mean like don't don't make that argument he's part of Deep Dish Pizza it's is part of Chicago. We can even argue that gang violence on the south side is part of Chicago. But who nobody cares about this guy. Like and mind you, I've been going downtown at least by myself since i was about seven years old i remember my mother used to work at the banks before the mergers in the in the what is it 90s late 90s early 2000s and she used to work at first bank of chicago and then they merged nbd and then it eventually became jp morgan chase but i used to go down to the job and visit her. And I don't know if you're familiar with Chicago. There was a Toys R Us down there yes. on the corner, remember? And then it was a Walgreens, now Saks Fifth Avenue. And then the Walgreens got closed down, and now it's a Walgreens again, like in the same exact spot. Yeah. So I used to go down there, and I used to see the storefront preacher guy down there and thought nothing of it. As I got older, I would do things. I remember I was in an employment program, assistance program down there um, that helped youth when I was younger. And then... 
I walked past him one day and he's doing this oh, store preacher thing. And then he's like, he hands me this pamphlet. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll take the pamphlet. And he's like, you got a quarter? And I'm like, I know you ain't been selling pamphlets for quarters out here for for 20 this years. Time, this whole time. Like, you swindling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who? Mm, I don't know if I've ever encountered this man. What, but the 79th Street bus, the guy who would sell the little, like, what are they called? The the little leaflets where it would be like, do you need one for health, wealth, or healing? And mm-hmm. they would be like different colors, and mm-hmm. he would want a donation. Mm-hmm. Th- that is what that is. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Okay. I don't have a donation for you telling me I'm going to hell for smoking and, cigarettes. Or, and, you know? and, and there it is. Yeah. There it is. I... Mm, Yes. Speaking of hell. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Do you want to start with your roommate stories or should I start with, because I have roommate stories going all the way back to college. I feel like my roommate stories, I have the most recent one is actually the, the most mild one. There was no physical altercations in this one. I have roommate stories where I have women beating on my chest because I wouldn't go in the other room. And the other room being my room, I was told to go to my room. and Like a child. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my mine are... We can, we can, funny. we have, since we both have several, we can tag each other in and out. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first. Sure. So, okay. So when I was at the University of Illinois, I had a roommate. Can I... Should I say her name? No. <laughs> no, don't say her name. Give <laughs> so, her a different name. Um, Becky. Susie. Let's call her... Okay. I mean, it rhymes with her first... Okay, so... She... She was awful. She was awful. She... So what... Among... One thing that she... And to this... Okay, so there is a song. I forget who sings it. I think the name of the song is North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or there's a part of the song where they say North Carolina. I don't remember. That's one of them fam- famous white people karaoke songs that everybody knows the lyrics to. It's a rap song, though. Is it? It's a rap song. Okay. Oh, no. The Petey Pablo, North there Carolina. There you go. Don't, don't sing that song. Don't. <laughs> don't sing. Because when she woke up in the morning, because my I had... My classes started at nine, so I wake up at like it was college. So technically, I would probably wake up at eight. Mm-hmm. So she woke up at six thirty because she wanted to go to the gym, and she would play that song out loud on mm-hmm. her computer. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would be rudely aw- awakened mm-hmm. to that. So I can't listen to that song because it makes me so angry. So you, we going back to college? Yes, okay. we oh. can, or not. I mean. That is, so that's one. And then the other one to tack on to that was, um, we had like bunk beds. I mm-hmm. was on the bottom, she was on the top. I woke up one night to her having sex on mm-hmm. the top bunk. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going, this might as well happen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I got my keys and put some flip-flops on and went and slept in somebody else's room. Because obviously you need privacy. I would have just got my computer and been like North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I would have played that. You love this song so much. 
So in college, wow, I didn't even think about that. Um, this gentleman that I was roommates with, because you know you have sweet mates in the dorms downtown in Chicago. Like okay. you have sweet mates and you have roommates. Like so, you have somebody you share the room with, and then you have two other people. Like there's two rooms in the suite, and then there's two other individuals in the other room. So you got four guys in one room, in one suite, and I'm sharing it with this gentleman. Um, in my from my perspective, he was somewhat entitled. You know, he was one of the ones. His mom came to visit one time, and she cleaned up his room, um, and she would always cook for him. And he was just—he's just very, um, not to offend anyone, very, very suburban. Yeah. No. I. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, he 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 comes back. So mind you, what's going on in my life at this time is I'm the most stressed out I've ever been in life. Um, I'm suffering from like panic disorder. So I'm waking up in, in the middle of the night with, with, with terrors, with panic. Um, so the worst thing that could happen in my life at that time was to be waking up because then it's panic. Um, okay. I'm working, I'm getting up at five 30. I'm trying to be healthy, go to the gym, um, going to work, um, I'm working a salary job at a university. I'm going to another university and have a full load. So literally, I had a schedule where I wrote down everything and like showers, time allotted for showers, like 15 minutes, because that's all the time I had. Um, I'm sleeping. It's like one o'clock in the morning. This guy comes back from vacation. He's a music major. I'm sorry. In my experience, all music majors are weird. No offense. <laughs> It's just my experience. I'm not Voice saying. majors. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about the theater kids. Like, oh, good God. Some of the theater kids are uh, some of my good friends. <laughs> They've grown up. But so this guy comes into the room. And mind you, there's a common area. Like some of the dorms don't have common areas. But there's a common area here um, with my big 55-inch plasma TV. That's how long ago it was. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got this coming here. I got Xbox out there. I got a television. Like, he comes in at 1 o'clock, and he's typing on his laptop. So it wakes me up. Again, mind you, the worst thing you can do at this point in my life is wake me up. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm breathing, and I feel my heart just start to, like, race. Because, like, I'm... I'm I'm going full fledged panic, and I'm just like Xavier. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say. This. <laughs> we, we might have to edit that no, out. That, there's no last name. You're yeah, good. you're good. No, so I said I tell this guy I'm like, hey, you know, can you go in the common room with that? And he's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, okay. And he takes like he takes his sweet time. Like mind you, not only do I hear him typing in an empty room, like in a like quiet dark room, but then the light from the laptop is like blaring. This is a guy he can fall asleep like anywhere. So like I understood like he was a deep sleeper. He just didn't understand that like I can't sleep through you typing on a laptop in a dark room, like ten feet away from me. So he takes his sweet time, and I get up. And I get some water and I go to the bathroom and one of my best friends at the time, well, soon to be best friend, we weren't quite best friends yet. Um, he asked me, he's like, hey, buddy, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I usually, 
I usually would say nothing, you know, like I roll with the punches, pretty, pretty tolerant, pretty tough. And um, this time I'm like, no, like I'm going to tell him what's going on. And I start flipping out and I'm like, you know, this guy comes back from vacation and thinks everybody's life is supposed to stop. And it's like, it doesn't work like that, you know. And then he goes on and he's like, you know, everybody pays their tuition and whatever to be here. You know, he had an entitled mentality where it was like, because he paid to be there, he can make as much noise and impose on other people's space and quiet time as much as he wanted to. Because he was never taught, like, you know, you can't impose on other people, like, especially when it comes to sound. And sound is one of those things where you we can't control it. We can't contain it. Um, so you don't pay to make sound in my space. Like the norm is quiet. You know, you can't, you can't blast your music and keep me up because you want to hear your music. That's what headphones are. You need to contain sound. And unfortunately sound is one of those things we can't really contain. Um, so he's going, you know, we're going back and forth. And at this point, like the thing about like the anxiety that I was going through at the time is it could eat, it was, it was, it was either it could turn into fear and dread and panic, or it was the flip side because it's kind of the same mechanism where it turned into rage. That's <laughs> <laughs> like it's your fight or flight mechanism. So like, you know, I'm either running or I'm raging out on this dude who's probably like five five with me being at like five eleven, and back then I was over three hundred pounds. So like, I'm just like. All right, dude. I'm I'm trying not to like go there, but he has this entitled privilege mentality, and he was like, and I'm explaining. So I started breaking it down to him. I'm like, you know, I get up at five thirty. I have this job. I get up at five thirty, and I don't blast my music, even though I want to, out of consideration for you. He, I don't think he meant it this way, but at the time, within the, it, you know, in the context. This is the way I received it. And he goes, I don't care. You can blast your music. I felt something in my head implode. I don't know what was going on. And then not only that, but I had like my best friend, Michael, um, was there. And he looks like, I know this boy just didn't say that to him. And everybody else is looking. And it was funny because we had this other roommate named Chris. And he's literally sitting on the couch. And he has this look on his face. Like, if I continue to look forward and I don't make eye contact with anyone, he won't eat me. <laughs> that, that look, the, 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 I see that look forward where the person is looking forward, but mentally they are looking to the side. They, they got their eyes everywhere, but their eye, their actual gaze is just, just forward. Yes. Like, if I don't look at him, he won't know I'm here and therefore I will survive this encounter. If I don't move, the T-Rex <laughs> won't see me. Exactly. So, he says this, like, I don't care, you can play your music. Something implodes inside my head and I was like, stop playing with me and I'm beating my fist <laughs> into my palm and I'm like, stop effing playing with me and I'm and I go in my room and at the time I wore contacts and I'm trying to put these contacts in my eyes and my hands are literally jerking violently jerking there's so much adrenaline pumping through my system and I literally think to myself like you need to leave this apartment or you're going to get expelled (laughs) so I leave I leave the apartment I go down and I walk around the block 
like three times. It took me 15 minutes because these are large city blocks downtown. Like yeah. it's, it's a, walking around the block is like four blocks. So I'm pretty sure I lapped, um, uh, you know, I'm, I went a mile. And the funny thing about it was, you know, he's coming back from vacation. He's chilling. I guess he ordered a pizza. So when I go back into the building, he's coming down for his pizza. I will never forget the look on this boy's face. It was a pure terror. (laughs) Those elevator doors open and I'm getting on to go back upstairs and he's coming down to get his pizza. And he's the last, I was the last person he thought he saw, he would see. And he's just eyes big like, oh, (laughs) I feel like people like that are empowered by having similarly ridiculous people around them to gas them up. Yeah. And so that's how that's how you get your feelings hurt. That's how you get uh, your jaw rearranged. Like, yeah. you, your friends can stand around and go, ooh, and t- like, they can gas you up. Nobody. Please remember, your friends don't live here, and when they go home, it is you and I. But there were no friends there. Everybody was looking at him like, are you crazy? Because if you... If you antagonize this guy enough, none of us are strong enough to get him off of you. <laughs> so, and none of us wants to be a witness to a murder <laughs> in college. I'm, I just, I know, I, I definitely, that was that was one of the angriest I had ever been because it was so ridiculous. Like, you're going to come in and disturb my sleep and then feel entitled to disturb my sleep and then tell me, like, I don't care if you disturb my, because you know you sleep like a rock. Yeah, that's that was my college. I, I had pretty good experience. Well, that was pretty much the only experience. And then the next semester, I ended, I ended up living with a thirty-six-year-old um, who was in college. He, he, I'm still, you know, like acquaintances with this guy today, and one of my one of my best friends, um, one of my other best friends. So, and that was cool. And then a a guy who's now a DJ. He was just really kind of hippie-ish, but he was always respectful and cool down to earth, so. I don't, I, again, while I was at the, the, the University of Illinois, <laughs> um, so with the University of, so I was in like a, an apartment on campus, mm. or, and so one of my roommates, no, I'm going to use her name, I'm not going to use her full name, because she's married now, so you wouldn't even, her name was Laura. And so I was coming home and like the way our apartment was made, like you came in the front door and there was like the living room and like off to the side was a dining table. And we had one of those kitchens where like, if you stand at the sink and you're washing dishes, you can see out the wind, like the window into the, into the living room. Yeah. And then like you walk past the kitchen and there's like the open area because it's like a galley kitchen. Yeah. And this long hallway and my room is at the end of the hallway. So I'm walking past her, and she sticks her, like, arm out. She's like, hey! And I'm like, hey! Because, like, we were, like, friendly at the time, like, or whatever. At the time. <laughs> and so, oh, P.S. Forewarning. I use the N-word. I say I use the N-word. Not with the, not with the hard E-R. Not the hard E-R. <laughs> not the hard E-R, but you the mean, you talk about, Did you see the Blackening parody? No. What? Okay, we got. I gotta show so, you. <laughs> so, I so 
this uh Laura is not black. Mm-hmm. Um what is she? Laura's what no Laura's white. She's white. Oh and so what you this was this was way back before this was a while back when I had like a like I was calmer. Mm-hmm. Calmer. So she sticks up her nose. She's like, Hey, how are you doing? And she goes, My nigga. And I <laughs> Yes, your face. I looked at her. Have you ever have you ever been so angry that you can literally like feel the anger rising in you? Oh, yeah, like you was, can feel it going out to your extremities mm-hmm. and you're like, I need to leave. Yeah. So she said that and I looked at her and I just walked to my room and I, I was in my room and I was like, I don't feel like doing this right now. So like I stayed there for a little while, listened to some music. This was around the time of like before John Mayer became like a douche. <laughs> before yeah, John yeah. Mayer became a douche. I remember that though. Like, and there was like the John Mayers and the Gavin DeGraws and all that other nonsense. So I sat there and just listened to my my mellow uh singer songwriter. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. Went out to make myself like something to eat. And then she's still in the kitchen and she was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Oh, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. She was like, your face just looks so weird. And she was like, you look like you were going to hit me. And I was like, that's because I was. <laughs> that's because I was. <laughs> like. How did that, how did that work out? Like, did Um, oh no. Once that year ended, we, I literally have not spoken to her since. Where was she from? Like, that's. She was from Geneva, Illinois. Geneva, Illinois. I, t- I mean, suburban. Yeah. Very suburban. suburban. Um. Yeah. Also, that's the word uh, we're gonna use. Her her boyfriend was awful, so I'm like, you have to deal with that. They ended up getting married, and I'm like, good luck with that shit. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> she that was that was a roommate experience. That is not. I want to say that was the that was the worst as far as like I don't want to get arrested today. Mm. But I have had some some crazy uh some crazy uh uh roommates. So yeah, I definitely I definitely so after college, um this is actually during college, but then I moved out with um one of the guys I actually roomed with in the dorm and then we met these uh two women in in college and we all four got an apartment together up north in Edgewater. Um, really nice apartment, really nice neighborhood. Um, and essentially, so one of the one of the girls that we were living with um, claimed to be a recovering alcoholic. Ooh, I had I had one of those too. I had one of those too. That worked at a bar. <laughs> What? <laughs> so she's a recovering alcoholic, and, and to I guess give her credit, it was a bar grill, but like okay. she she also served alcohol, and we would have these weird confrontations because apparently like sometimes she was triggered. I remember one time when we were actually moving up there, and we had the U-Haul, and I we went into Jewel for something, and then I lost her, and like wait, my phone, you lost her. 
Like I lost her and my like phone. A child? Yeah, like a child. Like my phone was dying. I couldn't find her, so I like walked to the car and I'm like, "Yo, you just walked off. What was going on? I don't remember what we were purchasing, but like apparently she saw whiskey and that was her trigger. So like she walked off, and I'm like, "But you didn't like." let me know or like then now I'm looking for you in the store and like now you think somebody kidnapped her and they have to do a cold at him because apparently she's a child <laughs> so I'm like okay we would have weird experiences like that so one day she was really she was she was hypocritical in the sense that she worked this evening job so she would sleep during the day now I can understand is obviously working overnight retail but <laughs> We were never extremely loud. And then not only that, especially with me working overnight retail, I know my schedule is abnormal. So I kind of make accommodations for other people. Like I sleep with rain sounds, like the you know white noise to kind of drown out the normal activity of people during the day. Like you can't shut people down during the day because you have an abnormal schedule. So, you know, she, she would be really rude about it sometimes. I, know, I remember... Um, one time she came in and our other my other roommate didn't know she was there. Like we were under the impression we were already in the apartment, we were under the impression she was gone. She was gone. She came in and my other roommate didn't see her come in. So my other roommate was doing something, it was kind of rambunctious and loud. And then she came out of her room and said something like really rude. Like, you know, it's like she didn't even know you were here. Like, you know, if she had known you were here, obviously she wouldn't have been doing what she was doing or been a little bit quieter. Um, you know, she was just very like, I'm sleeping. Y'all need to act accordingly. And um, so one day we, she, we would joke with each other and she didn't like my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I could take her jokes. I got pretty thick skin. I'm known for having a sharp tongue. And she would put, she would, like, hack my Facebook page and put, like. What? Yeah, like, she would hack them. Like, I would leave my Facebook open. She'd write a status and be like, George likes uh, to sleep with dolphins or something. Something crazy like that. You Why know? would you? Okay, go ahead. It was, you know, it was a joke. I, I didn't I didn't take it personally. So, like, I would say certain things on her Facebook page. What? What did you say? I, th I think one time I implied she was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? <laughs> you know, and her thing was like, okay, like you can hack my Facebook page. But then when I put things like that on your Facebook page, it's a problem because you have family on there. And it's like, that's not my problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to play with fire, you will get burned, especially with me. I got flamethrowers and, and I like, arrows before I shoot like you're not gonna be able to do something to me and then when I reciprocate you're like oh that that's not right it's like it, it ain't might not be right but it was fair <laughs> so okay. okay she she had an issue with this and I think one day she came home and we had a towel hanging up in the in the bathroom like drying like over the over the 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 shower curtain rod and apparently that bothered her and she's like, oh, why are these hanging up? Blah, blah, blah. And then no segue immediately goes to like the Facebook thing. And I'm just like, oh, so that's what this is really about. Like, why couldn't yeah. you come home and like get straight to the issue instead of like nitpicking about like towels hanging up on the shower curtain rod? And then 
you know, I broke it down to her like, look, you can't, if you don't want to play with me like that, you can't, you, that's fine, but don't play with me like that. Like you can't hack my Facebook page and make all these jokes. And then when, when I reciprocate, then you say, it's not cool. It's like, if it's not cool for you, to, for me to do it, then it's not cool for you to do it either. Um, she didn't like that. Very suburban. All the suburb came out of her. And she's from Carbondale. And oh, well, okay. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you need to go to your, I remember the words, because again, you always remember the most ridiculous moments about your life. And she's like, you need to go to your room. And I'm like, I ain't your fucking child. I was, I thought I was like, you need to go to your room because I'm in the living room and this is a common area. And if you don't like something I'm doing, you have your private space where I'm not allowed and you can go chill out and do whatever you need to do. She did not like that. She literally starts to beat on my chest. Like, you need to go to your room. And I'm looking like, I'm, I'm a man. I'm not going to hit a woman. But, you know. I'd a muster. No. <laughs> I told her, and she was getting ready for work, and like we're still arguing. And but at that point, you put your hands on me, I'm heated. And I told her there was a friend, a female friend that I had previously brought by for like celebrations, birthdays, so she mm-hmm. knew of her, and she also knew what she was capable of. Oh no! So <laughs> I told her. Wait, do I know this friend? No. Okay. So I told her, like I don't have to touch you. I will I will get another woman to whoop your ass. <laughs> and like she's literally in the bathroom brushing her teeth and she has the look, she has the deer look on her face. Like the if I don't if I don't acknowledge him because he's very angry, then he won't eat me. <laughs> and you know, that that kind of like so essentially that I guess that threw her into a panic. And like it was so funny because our roommate, our, our, my other male roommate, had a bottle of whiskey in his in his in his closet. What did, you, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I don't know how she knew it was there, but apparently she knew it was there, and she, she went to go grab the whiskey. And then she gonna drink it or hit you with the bottle? No, she was gonna drink it. <laughs> so like, I don't know if this was a whole ploy to like get sympathy. So like now I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to let you like, if you're a truly recovering addict, I'm not going to let you like relapse because you had an argument. You're upset because I wouldn't go to my room. (laughs) Which saying out loud sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, give me that. And then, you know, she starts crying and like, she, she, other than this confrontation, she was a good friend of mine. Obviously I wouldn't move in with her if she was somebody I didn't like. So, you know, I give her a hug and she's crying. I could physically, she was physically shaking. So, like, I feel like she was having an anxiety attack. It's just the reason she kind of was having was ridiculous. Yeah. And her fault. (laughs) So, it was like, you know, no no shade to anybody with, like, mental issues. But, um, you know, you can't tell another grown person to go to their room and expect them. And, you know, (laughs) expect them to be like, okay. You know. But, um. Yeah, that was the only time I've actually had a physical confrontation. Um, other than that, things are things are pretty pretty great. Um, <laughs> other than the you know with the person I'm living with now, but you go ahead to take the. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Okay, so because when I moved, I so the first apartment, like when I was in DePaul, the apartment that I was in, the one that's in uh, Humble Park. My first roommate 
was awesome. She was wonderful. Still friends with her. Um, when she moved out, though, there were like a, a slew of uh, a slew, a slew of, of characters. Sounds like a uh, like a a dog had uh, a litter, and they like for the purpose of being your roommates. Might might as well, might as well. So she, so okay. Don't remember this girl's name. I don't remember her name. All I remember is, so she was there just for the summer because she was completing, like, someone else's lease. So, um... The sublease, the sublease is always the problem. The Good roommate, you better not let them leave. You better get a lease that says that they can't sublease because the subleases are never good. The sub... Okay, so there were three bedrooms, and I was in one. The good roommate was in another, and there was a third bedroom. And I like how the roommates now have labels like the good roommate, the shitty roommate. Oh, <laughs> I have one roommate that I called the butter stealing bitch. So, <laughs> so that everybody has a label. The people who I use their real names are usually the ones that I was like, I like this person. Yeah. So good. So my good roommate, who I'm, actually, I'm not going to use her name because she's like a professional now. I'm not going to do that. But she leased to someone, again, that I actually like, Christine. Christine was great. But there was another girl in the third room whose name I don't remember, but she, again, was a recovering alcoholic. Let me explain to you why I know this. Because she moved in, everything seemed great. So, I was going to my sister's graduation, but it was all the way out in, like, Justine, Illinois, or Justice, Justice. So I had to leave early in the morning. The night before, the the recovering alcoholic roommate said, hey, I'm going to go out speed dating. And I'm like, okay. Um, That's that's, that's hot in the streets right now, speed dating. (laughs) So... I'm going to go out speed dating. You sure and she didn't say she was just going to go out and do some speed? She might. Look, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. So I feel like, so she told me like, oh, I, she's like, you know, I'll text you when I get home or something. Why? Does she not have a key? No, she had a key, but she was going out with friends. I don't remember why she said that. All I remember she was like, I'll text you when I get home. So I... Got up the next morning, like early, got dressed and was leaving, and her door was closed. So I knocked on her door, and I was like, hey, I just want to make sure you're home and alive. Like, I was joking. Yeah. But she didn't answer. And I was like, God damn it. So I knocked again, like harder, still no answer. Her door was locked. I was like, well, so I went about my business because I have a life. Yeah. So go to my sister's graduation, and I have my phone on silent. So I come out of my sister's graduation. And there are double-digit missed calls. I have three voicemails from her father. So, call him back. Apparently, she was supposed to, she told him she was going out speed dating. And she was supposed to call him. Okay, so, okay, so she had all these missed calls and voicemails from her father. Call him back, and apparently she was supposed to call him when she got in and she never called him because she never got in oh oh no no it get 
li- just listen to this story. So she um she did not call him, so he called me and left me all these voicemails. But obviously, I didn't pick up. I didn't call him back. Yeah. And so when I called him back, he's like, "She never called me to say she got in. Did she call you? She gave she." She had given her father my number mm. in case of emergency. And I'm like, what? I, was, I have I known thinking, this girl for three days. I was thinking, like, how does she, how does the father get your number? But She gave it to him. I've known you for three days. Why does your father in Indiana have my phone number? So. She's on drugs. She, oh, just wait. So. <laughs> These are just projections. So. He's like, you know, she is a recovering alcoholic. Um, and I just want to make sure she's okay. This is the first time she's been out of the, the, the house, you know, without us. And Chicago is a big city. And lots of liquor stores. And he's like, Chicago is a big city. And so I'm sitting there listening like, is grown. What is going on? So he, I hang up with him. He's like, he's like, she still hasn't called me back. So I hang up with him. I then get a call from Christine, and she's giving me the rundown of what happened. This the good. This the good roommate. This is the good roommate who was there with. Uh, yeah. Turns out. Her father, since he couldn't get in touch with her and also couldn't get in touch with me, called the state police in Illinois and sent them out to the house. They showed up. They showed up. Apparently, because the way the our apartment was made, there was our apartment door, and then there was like a little vestibule, and there was the front door. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they knocked on the front door, and no one answered. But, of course, no one answered. It's like 9, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and people are asleep. Mm-hmm. So... Because no one answered, they went around to the back, somehow got into the back door, into the little porch area, mm-hmm. and not and like were beating on the back door. So he called the police, sent them to the apartment because he was worried. They were beating on the back door. So Christine, Christine is a really nice girl, bless her heart, but she would sleep in sometimes just her underwear. I'm not talking about bra and underwear, like just her underwear. So she uh, heard the beating on the back door and scoping went to the open the door with nothing on from the waist up. You don't do that by accident. No, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, so opens the door and the police are like looking for the girl. They go in and they're like beating on her door about to like break it down. The state police. The state police? The police of some sort. Oh. So, turns out she is just a dead body sleeper. That heifer had been in that room the whole time. It wasn't until the police were like beating on her door that she wakes up and she's like, what? Turns out like she had let her phone die. She charges it. All these missed calls from her father. There, I think I had actually texted her once like, hey, if you're still alive and you're not, you know, kidnapped, send me a text back. But... She had let her phone die. She sleeps like a dead body. And all of this transpires. All of this happened between about 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
this is too much. Turns out, like, that's why her father was worried because she's like a recovering alcoholic and she he was worried about her. This is her first apartment. And I'm just like, this would be the person that moves the fuck in. Then, so, <laughs> over the course of the summer, and over the course of the summer, like, the guys that lived upstairs, like, came downstairs and were like, hey, you all are going to have parties in the backyard, you know, can you just throw the, the, the cans away? Turns out, she would buy, like, two or three cans of Four loco. Four loco. She would buy two or three cans of Four loco and go sit on our back porch and drink them and leave the cans there. Subleases. No one, who, the, who drinks Four loco? What? No, 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 no. One of four loco. What adult drinks four loco? I don't know, but she drank it. She left the cans there, and I just remember, like, when she moved out, I was like, "Ooh, girl, good luck," because that, please. So I had a time after the Great Recession <laughs> where I wasn't doing too well. Uh, most people weren't. So yeah, I had a. Uh, I moved in with um, a good friend of mine. Uh, one of those friends where it's like you've known them so long that you kind of can't get rid of them, even if you wanted to, which most of the time you do. <laughs> so I'm moving with her. Uh, we've had several places together though. Like we had like three different places together. So like it wasn't it wasn't super bad. She's not. She's still my friend. Um, not a bad person. Uh, she had two boys though. Two young boys. This is why I sleep with rain sounds now. Because, like, boys are just going to be rambunctious. But, you know, it's it's the difference between understanding this and having to live through it. So, we're going to talk about cops. (laughs) (laughs) I, at this time, um, at the same job I am now, and I'm working overnight. So, you know, it's difficult to sleep during the day. The sun's up. It's not natural like it's your circadian rhythm in every way wants you to get up and be around yeah and it's it's not happening you you essentially your whole existence is going against nature so i'm sleeping during the day i have trouble sleeping with these with these at the time i don't know the secret about blacking out your room and you know so i got sunlight coming in my room i'm never getting really quality sleep and i'm really like really i would get really upset about being woken up again don't like being waking up something about being woken up when you sleep but um i these boys they're bouncing off the walls all the time and so i started sleeping with earplugs and um rain sounds so this one particular time this is like our second apartment together um this one particular time i guess the boys had been away for school not away like boarding school they just they were just at school and they would always forget their keys and they you know just just young boys so the one the youngest one i think he was like 10 at the time um i guess he forgot his keys or he had gotten into the house and then left out and forgot his keys so he tries to climb through the window and he's trying to climb through the window with a friend outside and so I'm in the room, I'm asleep. The next thing you, and mind you, because I know these boys are rambunctious and they're loud and the rain sound, like the rain sounds only work so much when you got kids jumping off 
of couches and <laughs> making noise. Of course. So I took this particular day. I took a sleeping pill. Oh no! And this is this is only you know I would go like typically I would sleep from like noon to like eight p.m. Um, so I went to sleep and it was, was you know kids get out of school probably like three so it was like it was like three hours after I went to sleep so you know I'm not in you know I haven't had a full night's rest a full day's rest I'm three hours in. And I'm drowsy with a sleeping pill. And I wake up with police all around my bed. <laughs> wondering, asking me, do I live there? And am I resident here? Like, um, I would hope so. This isn't uh, Goldilocks. And, uh, it's a three bed. Yeah, like, I'm not testing out a bed here, officer. Um, so, and then the boy is crying in the other room because he's obviously scared. He, he's got all these cops in his house or whatever. He doesn't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm still groggy. And the one cop asked me, he's like, hey, do you have ID? Um, I got my pants on the side of the bed and I go for my wallet and another cop comes in the room. He's like, oh. and you just see this aggressive look on his face. I'm like, look, buddy, I'm going for my wallet. <laughs> he just asked me for my wallet and I didn't realize. And um, so I show them my ID, everything checks out. Um, for the most part, they were pretty appropriate and professional. You know, they were just responding to a call um, of someone breaking and entering. <laughs> because those two little rugrats <laughs> climbing through the window. Um, so they leave. Um, everything's fine. There are no charges. There's no drama other than that i am pissed <laughs> at this point i'm messaging his mother like man if you don't get if this you don't boy, come get your wee willy winky children climbing through the window you're oh gonna be minus one child he had like seven cops in that house at one time this is evergreen park they ain't got nothing to do like they're <laughs> waiting on some action i'm just like wow so um, and then not only that, I'm thinking, I'm like, this is why children are children and adults are adults. They don't have perspective and they don't know what's going on. So like I'm living with the girl and she has, mind you, I was living with her when she was still single. Mm -hmm. So she ended up finding a boyfriend at the time and a the boyfriend, they had moved out and got uh, a house they were renting a house and then they were like hey you know we got an extra room you know if you want to rent the room so then I'm in I'm living with them you know the the boyfriend imbibes you know well not necessarily imbibes but you know he partakes <laughs> in the ganja so like <laughs> I'm thinking like he got seven cops in here and you know the boyfriend's you know smoking oregano and <laughs> I'm just like, he's going to get me locked up, the the boyfriend locked up, he's going to get everybody locked up, then you're going to be living in the system, and you wondering why. So, no, that was that was a pretty, it wasn't so much a bad romantic experience, it was just a bad experience dealing with children and cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a, okay, so the next Everybody's a half. I yeah yes yes. Um, I don't remember what was her name. Starts with an S. 
Okay, I don't remember. So anyway, this was like right before I moved out into the into my um illegal garden unit that I was in for a year. <laughs> was she a subleaser? I was not. Dang it! Yes, she was. <laughs> I told you it's the subleases. So. This was when she was there, and I also had another, um, I also had another roommate, um, again, I'm not gonna say her name, because she's a professional, she was a good person, but when I tell this story, she'll know who I'm talking about. (laughs) So, this roommate moves in, and she is one of those people that, like, does not like to clean up, so there was one day... I had to pull the, the, the black mama where you get up on a Saturday at 7 a.m. and you turn on the gospel music really loud in the house and you start cleaning really loud and then when they come out to ask you to turn that shit down, you're going to be like, I looked at her and I was like, well, if you would help me clean up, this would go faster than I could turn the music off. <laughs> so she cleans the bathroom and I use it air quotes. She cleans the bathroom. First of all, she had the nerve to tell me, like, this is supposed to garner her sympathy. She's like, I've never really had to clean up after myself because when I was younger, my mom did it. And then when I got older, I just hired a maid. I looked at her and I was like, here's the sponge and the rubber gloves are over there. So. Do you want to hire a maid now? (laughs) You can hire a maid. I'm not paying for one. Uh, but you can hire one if you'd like. So and I, I, that's not my occupation. <laughs> thank you. I am not Aunt Jemima. I am not Mabel. I am not whatever the hell that that uh, woman's name was in Gone with the Wind that had to strap that heifer into that dress. That is not me. So she, first of all, I tried to do her a favor. What I did was I sprinkled the comment because you know people, uh, black people clean everything with comment. So sprinkled it all over the bathtub. Wash it fifty million times because it got a little residue on it. Um, <laughs> listen, I am not a proudest, but I mix my cleaning supplies and cleaning chemicals. Open the window and you're good. So <laughs> I. That's why she got all these crazy <laughs> subleases because she done. <laughs> Rotted their brains out with 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 bleach in them. Her brain was rotted out long before I met her. So she sprinkled comet and sprayed the surfaces down so she couldn't. Cause she's one of those types that'll clean with with uh, lukewarm water and call it a day. Mm-hmm. So sprinkled comet all over the bathroom. Gave her the sponge, gave her rubber gloves so she could not say she didn't have what she needed. Gave her the Windex, here, here's some paper towels and everything. I walk away because I'm not helping you. You're an adult. You are 30-something years old. Google. Google. <laughs> Should have paid more attention to your maid or your mother. So... Mother didn't do a good job. <laughs> I Her mother didn't get, do a good job raising her, that's for sure. So, um, <laughs> so I walk away and I come back. Tell me why she is dry scrubbing the bathtub. And she's like, this isn't working. And I was like, that's cause you need to, um, use water, use hot water. I just feel like 
you kind of learned that in high school, like about like solvents and and the use of water and. You learn that when you have parents that try to teach you how to be self-sufficient as an adult. But that is not what she was. She was a sack of crap. She would always order the same food from the same restaurant. I can't even smell... I'm not even going to name the cuisine because that's going to sound horrible. I can't even smell that anymore without thinking about her and wanting to strangle someone. Like, she was ridiculous. She would go... Anyway. So... Ran over (laughs) So, I have another story about her. I'm going to let you tell both of them. Okay. Because my last one. Okay. So, she scrubs the, scrubs, again, air quotes, the bathtub. She cleans the sink. When you clean something, you have to take all the, if there's if there's shampoo and stuff on the side of the tub. You got to move the stuff. Yes. You I, and I know that. I mean, I, I assume Everyone would. No, no. So, she, um, dry scrubs. Where are these people? Is there a support group (laughs) for these people? Craigslist. (laughs) All of them are from Craigslist. So. Sublicious. Yes. So, she finishes that. I politely inform her, you have to clean the toilet. You're not getting around that one. You have to clean the toilet. So but she, she got rubber gloves on, so what's the big deal? What's the big deal? What's the big clean deal? Clean toilet, you got rubber gloves on, and you wash your hands. And we even had that little disposable thing where you click the thing onto it, you scrub the toilet, and then you dispose I've seen it. the commercials for those. I think that's such a waste. We talking I, about saving our planet? I have one of those. Because the, the idea of a You're toilet part brush, of the problem, Tia. The idea of a toilet brush. You soak it in some bleach. The idea of a toilet brush. You The little cavity that is sitting there, you put some bleach in, you put some water in there, you set it in there, Tia. No. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, now it's time to mop the floor. I don't know how anybody else mops the floor, but when you mop the floor, you sweep it first to get all the dry dust and everything. Sweep it first. Uh-huh. Um, step, step one for people who are listening who are part of this suburban support support group. Sweep the floor. <laughs> I even do a sweep and then a dry swiffer. Yeah. Then you spray the spots where like something looks like it's like a bad spot. You spray it with the bleach spray. Mm-hmm. Give it about 40 seconds. While that's sitting... You go, you get your cup of like, because our bathroom's not, wasn't big. Mm -hmm. So you can essentially get like a cup of hot water Mm -hmm. and be good. You get your cup of hot water Mm -hmm. and you get your wet Swiffer with the clean, the soapy cleaning solution on it. Mm -hmm. So I give her the empty Swiffer. So a Swiffer with no pad on it. Mm -hmm. I say, I tell her, get the, I tell her, get the cleaner and spray the, like spray the spots Mm -hmm. so that they'll come up when you Swiffer. First of all, she sprayed the spots with Windex, not the bleach spray. She used Windex. Mm-hmm. Windex. Glue that you use on glass and what. So, I was like, you know what? I don't even. It's cleaner. You know? Baby steps. Right. So. You know, learn to use the. Step two, use the correct cleaning products. <laughs> no, no, no. This, it gets better. Because. I hand her the Swiffer, and I, t- I told her, I'm going to get the wet cloths. 
I turn around to the little under the sink, get the wet cloth, open one up, and I'm about to hand it to her. I turn around. She is swiffering the floor with nothing on the swiffer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I don't I don't I don't know how you you function. Like to me that would be as simple as like, okay, if I don't know how to do something, at least I have the capacity to figure it out. Because, I mean, like, even nobody instinctually knows how to use a Swiffer, but most adults know how to go to the store, buy the box, and read the instructions and kind of internalize the concept of you need something on the surface to wipe. Like, some type of cloth or cotton or some type of material to gather the dirt. That implies that that she didn't want to have to clean. She didn't want to have to clean, and that's the issue. I, no, I understand. Okay, I understand. I understand that, but like, then don't you like what? What do you gain by just rubbing plastic on the on the floor with Windex? She, uh, I don't understand <laughs> She she was a waste of skin. I'm just gonna say it. She was a waste of skin. She was the most childish adult I have ever seen. And I hope I don't know children who who try swimming the floor. <laughs> Most children look for guidance and, and or I don't know. I've never she seen. Was, she was useless. So, um, don't she af- was don't, absolutely useless. Don't offend children. She, you know what, you know what, I, I have to give children more credit than that. At least children, she was useless. When I turned I mean, around. If we're talking about children, are we talking about like probably a five-year-old who we would expect to not know. How to clean? Not like I'm. She had about thirty years on a five year old. So, <laughs> so she, I turned around and I saw her doing that, and I just have you ever just looked at something and been like, you know what? It's not even worth my blood pressure. I turned back around. I put that wet Swiffer pad back in the in the in the package, and I went to my room and laid down because I was like, no. She was waiting on you to leave her alone. <laughs> I don't care. I don't like she. Huh. But I got her back because she came home one day very late at night, like one thirty-two in the morning. And this was after I had stopped working overnight. Like I had a nine to five job. Did she call her dad this time? No, this is a different roommate. Oh, okay. This is the the most recent uh, useless one. So she came home like one thirty-two in the morning, and. She apparently couldn't find her keys, but she was drunk. She could not find her keys. And so I just happened to get up to go pee. Mm-hmm. And then I come back and my phone has like three missed calls. And I was like, what? And so she apparently had like knocked on the back door, but I didn't hear her because I was in the bathroom. She had knocked on the back door and like called me a couple times. I listened to the voicemail. Um, no, she sent me a text. So there was a text that said, my phone is about to die. Can you come let me in the back door? I looked at that text, put my phone on uh, vibrate, and went back to sleep. Pettiness. Mind you, this is the middle of the winter. So. Oh, Tia. So, again, I get like two or three more text messages and another call. She apparently like walked around to the front and was literally like, she was like knocking on the door. I woke up, heard her. Saw that she had called me and went right back to sleep. So then she starts like knocking on the window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can't ignore this. 
So I was literally laying in my bed for about 10 minutes debating whether or not I should let her in. And then I was like, you know what? If this dingleberry freezes to death out on the front steps, they're going to look at her phone and see that I was the last person that she was in contact with. Let me go let her in. <laughs> Who's going to pay a portion of the rent if she freezes to death? That is not my issue because we all had three separate leases. So if her rent doesn't get paid, that has nothing to do with me. Oh, wow. I figured some landlords do that. Yeah. But yeah, I had to, like, I struggled with myself as to whether or not I was going to get up to let her in. You're, you're been involved for manslaughter or something no <laughs> i don't i don't know i've i currently i'm moving saturday today is thursday mm-hmm. the current roommate i have two roommates now two um two women that i live with and one is again, it's always I always live with one of my good friends. And then um I was talking about moving with her um for a while. Um, because I was living with the the woman with the two kids and I'm like, you know, I can't be around these kids anymore. Like nothing <laughs> It's just like I'm an adult. I can't live with children. And um so I moved in with one of my good friends now. And she was staying in a two-bedroom. And I was like, well, before before I got to move in with her, one of her friends, one of our mutually one of our mutual friends, um, needed a place to stay. So he took the actual room. Um, and he has a cat. And then I was like, okay, well, when you're leasing, um, we it ended in like three months. I was like, all right, well, I'm overnight. You're you're working the day we can share a room like we never really got in each other's way i think i would crash on the couch like maybe you know one or two nights a week um we were both young so like we weren't we weren't necessarily always sleeping at home and we weren't there it was it was a good test run so i'm like okay you i can live with you like because you never know just because you like a person doesn't mean you can live with them like you never know what their boundaries are or their their habits in terms of like their living habits. So I was like, all right, cool. So me, her, and our mutual friend moved and we got lucky because we were sharing the, the three people were sharing this two bedroom. Okay. And then I forgot the roommate that I'm talking about was crashing on the couch. Um was also living here and crashing on the couch during this period. And so we all, so it, me, the the other guy, and my good friend end up looking for a three bedroom, and the 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 girl that's crashing on the couch just goes her separate way. Um, so we got lucky because we got a three bedroom that was right upstairs. So we get this three bedroom like three months later. Um, we all move in. Um, everything's going good. The guy, <laughs> the guy was like one of the theater kids that grew up. So like, so like he would sing and like, it would be like 10 a.m. And I just got off of work. Like I get off of work at like 6.30. So I get home like 7.30. I make breakfast and he wake up 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was just like, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. I was like, you, you need to be quiet. Like. <laughs> 
But like that was just a minor annoyance. Like Tom, this gentleman <laughs> was like, you know, he was a little oblivious, but like he was a good person. Like we're still friends. Like, um, but he ended up finding a boyfriend. And he did the right thing. Like, even though like we me and my me and my other roommate weren't like we weren't like fond of this decision, but like he found a significant other and decided to sublease and move out. Cause that's what you do. Like you don't what you don't do is you don't have your significant other over all the time using up all the hot water and the hand soap and the toilet paper and being there with his shirt off and, and all in all in your business and all in your space, um, sucking up all air. <laughs> so using up all the oxygen. Yeah. So he, he moved out and he gets the, the girl that was crashing on the couch to sublease. <laughs> so you know, we got no sound effects, but it's she subleases. And she moves in roughly like November, December, and our lease is up in May. So, me and the other roommate are not fond, not only of me leaving, but we're not fond of me leaving. Who? Oh, I said (laughs) We're not fond of me leaving because we're not fond of the new person that we're getting to sublease. Um, Not that we're not fond of her, um, but... It's the difference between liking someone and being cool with someone and then knowing how someone lives and how responsible and mature they are. And in order for us to be comfortable and happy with living with someone, we want someone who is responsible and mature. So this girl moves in. We got we got this young girl and she moves in with us. And everything's cool. Like she likes Kanye West. Which at the moment is probably not a good thing. I thought about that. I'm like, oh, Mr. Make America Great Again. Like she would she would like him. <laughs> so Mr. Um, Sunken Place. Oh my god. Kunye West. Kunye. I I haven't heard that one. <laughs> so the issues kind of stem from like this person is just to just like ditzy, like in general, just like head in the clouds, like not knowing what's going on. So like me and my my good friend, my roommate, the good roommate, like we have this rhythm. Like we go, we go to Target, like we go wherever, buy what the house needs. Like you 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 wipe your butt and you wipe your, your genitals, hopefully after you use the bathroom, you use toilet paper. Like you, you wipe up a spill. You wipe your mouth when you're eating. You use paper towels. You know, put it over your food in the microwave so it doesn't splatter everywhere. You wash your hands. Hopefully, after you leave out the bathroom, um, you use hand soap. Um, these are all community items, and it's like, as a roommate, I think part of the responsibility is to contribute to these community items. Like you shouldn't use something and then not be purchasing um, and contributing to the purchases as well. And I think what some people don't understand, especially some younger people coming from living with their parents is there's a business to being a roommate. 
like part of it is being a roommate being a roommate is there's a business relationship that needs to be established and there are expectations and responsibilities and when you're coming from home with your parents you don't you aren't necessarily aware of what goes into a the household running, yeah. the running of a ho- the the smooth running yeah. of a household and it's like these things don't magically appear as much as uh, toilet paper may, may be made out of trees, it doesn't grow on trees and it's definitely not free. And it's not my responsibility to go to work and earn my money to buy something for you to use and not have to worry about this purchase. It is not my job to go and earn my money and then I buy nice butter and then you <laughs> come in with your craft macaroni and cheese and decide you are going to use the butter, the real butter that I purchased to bake for your nasty craft macaroni and cheese. If you don't go get that 79 cent box of Imperial margarine from Aldi. Go ahead, George. So, you know, it's, it's, um, there's a business to being a roommate and, it obviously involves not touching people's butter. Um, and it involves not touching people's things too, like personal space and boundaries. Um, most of my roommates have been pretty good about that. I had one incident with someone who's a really good friend. And I remember it was when I had just lost my job and like it was during a recession. So like it was kind of difficult to get another job. And like, no lie, I was on like assistance. Like I had food stamps, so oh, I've like, had food stamps before. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, you eating my bread and you working, like don't do that. And I, I caught myself like in a situation where you describe where you like I don't have the energy, and then you go in your room and your adrenaline is still coursing through your veins. And I remember saying to myself like I've been here too many times before, and then I went and like kind of implied like if you touch my stuff one more time well i didn't this is what i said i was like if you touch my stuff one more time you know what it is which sounds like a threat (laughs) (laughs) um it 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 is one it's just like just don't touch my stuff don't like it doesn't belong to you yeah um and like i've i've lived and i've usually had a policy like where it's like my what's mine is mine is what your what's yours is yours only because of I, I've had things like that happen to me in the past and like I've been generous and then people go overboard yeah um with with the roommate with my good roommate my good friend that I'm with now we kind of had this understanding and especially with me being overnight a lot of times I'll come in like what not a lot of times but like sometimes I might come in you know, drunk after the bar and be hungry or like because I'm home during the evening and, you know, I can't just run out to the store. Like I might grab some snacks out of her cabinet, but then like I'm literally going to the store in the morning and replacing it. Like a lot of times she doesn't even know, you know, or if it's something that I just want, like I'll just text her and ask. And like the other day I asked her, her bananas were ripe. I went to the store to get the bananas. Her bananas were ripe and mine weren't ripe yet. And I walked all around the store to find ripe bananas, but I couldn't. And um, she I was like, can I have a banana? And she's like, yeah, it's yours. And I'm like, why are you so nice? You're an angel. She's mm-hmm. like, George, it's a banana. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, a lot of times, people, roommates, 
don't realize that it, a lot of times if you ask, I'll probably say, yes, you yeah. can have some. Yeah. It's not an issue. It's when you don't ask yeah. that we run into problems. Yeah. I just, so this, this, this young, this young girl. And, you know, I hate it because, like, when I vent to people about her or about anybody who, who you know, kind of perturbs me when, when they're young, people make excuses for young people. And, like, and, we, and we're talking, like, 24, 25. Like, oh, man, you got to remember they're young. It's like, they're adults. <laughs> they're, not, they're not young. We're not talking about somebody who's, like, 16 or 17. Like, we're talking about people who have left. The, the womb and and the nest and the house and all this other stuff. People who pay taxes and pay their own rent. And it's like these are people who are old enough to vote. If they're old enough to vote and go to war and drink, they need to know how to conduct themselves around other people. And it's like I don't understand. Um, so this 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 young girl, the first issue comes up when, you know, we, we both me and my good roommate, we both kind of have this understanding like, yo, I'm buying this toilet paper, I'm buying this clean these cleaning supplies, I'm buying this, I'm buying that, you're buying this, I'm buying that, you're buying this. What what's what's this other individual buying? Cause she ain't buying shit. And and like to I guess to give her the least amount of credit, she is very low impact. You know, so like she doesn't make big messes, you know, she's she's not there a lot. Um but for the most part, the first issue came up where it was like this understanding between me and my good roommate, like, you know, she, she doesn't contribute, like we contribute, like, um, and then it was just like little stuff, like you got long hair and your hair gets clogged up in the drain. Oh, the hair thing. So as black folk. <laughs> let's, let, okay. So let's address that. <laughs> if I, so I, I am black. I have, um, my hair is nappy. So <laughs> when I, my hair sheds, it does not just fall out and land on the floor. In order for me to get my shed hair out, I have to physically put my hand in my hair and run it through. It usually, I will usually get shed hair if I comb my hair out only it's time to get in the shower. Yeah. And then even when I'm in the shower, I have to be washing and washing my hair. Yeah. Um, I I had a roommate who was from she was Korean, and it was her and it was the other roommate that doesn't know how to walk a Swiffer. So when I told the one that doesn't know how to work a Swiffer, you need to clean your hair out of the shower. She was like, "Well, how do you know that it's my hair?" Because the hair is about eight feet long, it is three inches thick, and it is not as straight as a rod, and it is not mine. But yeah. well, I mean, like, well, that's the thing with my roommate. Like my good roommate, her hair now is like a different color, but like initially is blonde, like blonde, blonde. And the other roommate is a brunette, so I'm just like, and you just pull brunette hair out the drain. And it's just like, okay, I understand you got to wash your hair. I understand it's the thing you got to do. And in my mind, it's just like, just like I have to put the toilet seat down. Like, it's it's out of courtesy. It's like it's, everybody has different responsibilities and roles and whatever. So I would clean. Uh, and it's like, if I can do it, if every time I get in the shower, 
I can clean the hair out of the drain. It's like, why can't you? And then there, you know, you do a little experiment. You be like, well, maybe she just forgets when she gets out of the shower. So, you know, leave it in there a couple of times. And then the same hair is still there. It's like, no, you don't forget. You just don't do it. And it's like, it's your hair. And then you wonder, like, who's been doing this for you all this time? Like, who's been, because, like, this is, it's not like you just started. There's no hair fairy. Yeah. And it's not like you just started getting hair in the drain when you got here. So it's like, do you just let it build up? And, you know, so you get the hair out of the drain. And then I had to ask her to do. And it's crazy because it's like, it seems like she's willing to do it, but like she needs to be prompted. Like, hey, could you get your hair out of the drain? And then now it's not been been an issue. But one time, you know, like I bought, like I went through like two bottles of Drano. And then, because after a while, it just clogs up the drain. And it's like, you don't notice that the drain's clogged up? You don't notice that you're standing in a foot of stagnant water? <laughs> so, we get the, I get the drain on. I go through like two blo- bottles over uh, a time period of a few months. And then on the third one, I'm just like, no, like, why should I be spending my money to fix a problem that you could prevent? By cleaning your hair out the drain. But because you don't prevent it, now we need to purchase something to resolve the issue. And you don't even spend money. So I, I asked her via text. I'm like, hey, yo. Like, I wouldn't even, like, explain why. Like, I'd just be like, can you get a bottle of Drano? Or, like, can you buy some toilet paper? Like, because the fact that I got to ask you to do this is is remedial like I, I shouldn't have to like ask you to purchase these things so when i do i'm not gonna explain why like if you ask I'll, I'll break it down for you but like no you need to buy hey can you bring home a bottle of drano uh, uh um and i remember when i asked her she was like sure sure totally she's always totally willing to do stuff but never does it but like then i asked her she like hey can you bring home drano and she was like, sure, sure. What's Drano? She didn't know what... Drano is what keeps the drain open when you decide you're going to make a wig <laughs> in the pipes. So she, I'm, like, I'm like, again, it goes back to like people's backgrounds and how they're raised. And I'm just like, who's been doing this for you? Because I know this is not something new. Did you have some type of special drain that caught your hair or like eliminated it where you didn't have to do it? Or is like, are you that kept? Where like somebody's doing this for you all the time. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, I guess it's a background thing. It's this su- suburban subleases. We gotta watch out for this. <laughs> they, they come into the city and they and they destroy. <laughs> no, um, but so like that was kind of like the understood issue between me and my good roommate. Like she doesn't contribute and like she has no life experience whatsoever. But then. It kind of became an issue where she got a boyfriend, and the boyfriend is coming over quite frequently. And like I understand, I've I've had a significant other before. I understand what is what what new infatuation is like when you can lose sight of things. The thing about it is, like my good roommate had a boyfriend. Like she got a boyfriend first, and like she had a lot of people over one weekend, and like it was kind of like this this chaos and drama because she had a guest who was supposed to leave a certain time and then like whoever was supposed to pick her up because she was from another state didn't pick her up and like I became frustrated and like hey yo 
tell everybody to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's beyond my threshold like of tolerance. And, you know, she wasn't happy, but, like, she understood. And she kind of, kind of leveled out with her boyfriend and started going over his house a little bit more and kind of, like, evening it out. And we talked about it like adults. Like, everybody doesn't have to be happy with the resolve. Everybody doesn't be happy happy with the issue and the conversation. But, like, we talked about it and worked it out like adults. And, like, now she knows what my boundaries are and I know what she wants. And, you know, I kind of, like, I'm I'm the type of person I've come to a point where I probably need to live by myself or, like, kind of state, like, hey, these are my boundaries. I don't like a lot of people in my personal space. Like, when I want to be social, I invite people over or I go out. But, like, on a regular basis, like, I don't like your company. And that's what a lot of roommates don't understand is, like, when you have company, your roommates have company, too. So, I'm just, like... With the with the with a boyfriend, we find out. I you know one day I get up and he's there, and like I know I kind of know the bad roommate's schedule, so I'm just like, okay, she's probably at work. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? And then he leaves out, and I don't see his girlfriend leave out behind him, and I'm like. There was an occasion where, like, the door was being left open. So I think what was going on is, like, uh, some uh, the roommates would go on the back porch and smoke, and, like, they may have a guest with them or something, and they'll come in and forget to lock the door. So, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, well, this guy leaves out. This is why the door has been left open. I go to the door, and the door is locked. So I'm like, so he had a key. I'm like, how did he get a key and nobody talked about, you know, like any person who's not on the lease getting a key? So, I, you know, I do it. I investigate and I ask my good roommate, like, yo, um, do you know what happened to the extra key? Blah, blah, what's going on? So, I confront the bad roommate about it and I let her know, like, you know what? I know you like your boyfriend, but. At the end of the day, he's not a tenant here. He's a guest. He needs to act accordingly. Like Guests don't get keys. Guests don't get left in the apartment. And, you know, we don't let the other people who actually live here and pay bills not know, you know. And um, so her response was, you know, you know, my bad, whatever. But then fast forward down the line, we're living together again, like, we're not we're not buddies we're just living together and she's bringing this guy over and now it's becoming so frequent and since i already feel like the bad guy because i i asked her to talk about the situation after she was she was bringing this guy over and giving him the key and letting him stay there because apparently her explanation was sometimes he's hung over and he doesn't want to get up as early as her when she's leaving for work and in my mind I'm like okay if you're hung over be hung over at home <laughs> so he's um she's bringing him over and come to find out she's doing it again once she's leaving the key with him and he's over here like 15 days out the month like he's over he's here like 15 days of rent he's over there like 4 or 5 days at least out of the week and my other good roommate finally said something via text because we got a group text and she's like, 
dang, this guy's living here more than me. And I'm like, I'm in the background like, dang. <laughs> like, because I've been wanting to say this. So I'm, she, she's like, uh, so the bedroom mate responds and she's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, what's the issue? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, fine, I won't bring him over anymore. And that kind of, but that kind of triggered me because I'm just like, I'm responding with like, well, how about we sit down and talk about this like like adults instead of you acting like a child and walking around the apartment pouting. And, you know, her response was like, oh, I don't see how, it was late at night. She's like, I don't see how I'm acting like a child. You know, um, if you want to sit down and talk about this sometime next week, I'm willing. And I'm like, okay, just let me know. So when I asked her to talk about her boyfriend coming over and having a key before she kind of avoided me for a week, like literally didn't come home. This time she came home a couple of times, but because I sleep during the day, like I've heard her come in, but like she's never, one, she never responded to my text and saying when she was free. And two, she kind of avoided me by like not coming home for a couple of days. And then when she did come home, it was like something really quickly during the middle of the day. You know, he just decided to not. Yeah. So this is the second time this happened. So she avoided me, never had the conversation. And then she, she, uh, she texts again. Cause we had a group text and we always have the courtesy of letting people know when we're going to have house guests over, whether they're overnight guests or whether they're just coming by. And she texts me again. We goes by. She texts the group text. Oh, my boyfriend's coming over. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> I did not handle it well after that. Like, I was not cordial. I was not nice. It was just kind of like, we text the group text to let people know when people are coming over out of courtesy. Like, you're not, you're not courteous. You're not being courteous. You're not concerned about how people are affected. You're just doing it out of habit now. I told her, don't text my phone. Like, don't text my phone because there's no reason. You're going to do what you want to do anyway. And she's like, how am I going to do what I want to do? And it was like, that's when the tea spilled. Like, we know you've been still giving him your key. And her justification was like, oh, it was a couple of times. It was like, wow, if it was a couple of times, you sure got caught a couple of times. Like, that's kind of ironic. And then it's like, it doesn't matter if it was a couple of times. Like, we, this is, and it wasn't like the first time. It was like, oh, I was just doing what I want to and I was oblivious. But like now it's like we let you know we had a problem with this and then you're still doing what you want to do. And then like I was it was crazy because like my second roommate jumped in and like apparently uh, my good roommate has all all the utilities in her name. Well, I pay the Internet or whatever, but she has like the gas and electric in her name. And apparently uh, she was telling me the bad roommate was like late with the utilities. And it's like. You know, my good roommate's like, well, you got your boyfriend living here sucking up the heat and using electricity and the water. And it's like, he can't help you pay. Or not only that, but it's like, you're late. And then she always eats like takeout. So when you were talking about like the roommate that always orders the same thing, it's like, she just always orders Domino's. Like, and then, yeah, this was like, you live in Chicago. And it's like, you, you always order Domino's pizza. Get some sushi or some good ramen from like Furious Bone or something. But like, don't mac and cheese it out the box. <laughs> like, 
suburban suburban subleases, man. They just they don't know how to cook. They don't know how to live with other people. <laughs> it escalated though to the point where like so one night I came in and was very resent. This is not a good. This is does not hold me in a good light. But like <laughs> I came in and I was drunk. And again, I come in and I'll eat your food, but I'll replace it in the morning before you even wake up. I ate her bag of Tostinos rolls. I ate the whole thing. (laughs) I I ate ate every last crumb out of that damn bag. And my drunk mind was like, I ain't replacing shit. (laughs) (laughs) So when we had this argument, and it escalated. I told her, like, and that's why I ate your Tostino's rose. Oh. And didn't remember. So the crazy thing about it was she was she knew they were gone, and she didn't inquire about them because she's so ditzy. She had asked me, had like, a couple weeks before this happened, if I ate her pizza. It wasn't her pizza. It was one that I bought. So I'm like, you didn't have a piece up there. Like, what are you talking about? There was a, what kind of pizza was it? She was like, oh, sausage and pepperoni. One, she thought it was her pizza because that's all she eats. She, Tostino rolls, which is a, nothing but a piece of roll and actual pizza. So she's thinking she got, she has a pizza in the freezer. I'm like, no, there was a sausage and mushroom pizza up there. And that was mine. She's like, oh, I must be tweaking. So I guess she was scared to ask me about Tostino Rose afterwards. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't replacing shit. Like, you don't buy any toilet. You've been freeloading off of us for the longest. You are a leech. You are not capable of being an adult. And you need to go back home to your mother. Because there's no way people should have to ask you, like, hey. can you? And I did, again, you, you want to see where people's heads are. So there was one time we were out of toilet paper, like out. First of all, I'm never out of toilet paper. I've learned living with people. I keep two rolls in the closet and ready, ready. So I'm never going to be walking around with a, with a shitty ass. Like this is not happening. So she, um, I let the toilet paper run out. The toilet paper runs out. And then my good roommate, she's like, over, I think she was either on vacation over her boyfriend's house. And this girl is here. Like, I'm seeing her come in and there's no toilet paper. And she still does not buy more. So it's like, what is she? I don't know. Don't ask me. Because I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. I know what I was wiping with. <laughs> but I don't know. But. Maybe she had a secret role too, because everybody, I don't know. I've done the secret role before, just to see how long your room your your roommate will go without buying a uh, toilet tissue. I've done the I've done the secret. I, I always got the secret role, and I'm just like, but it's ridiculous though. It's like, is she? Ex, it's almost like she expects to be taken care of, and it's like that's not what we're here for. We're not your parents, and even in the response is like. When she talks to you, it feels like you're talking to a child and she seems like she feels like she's talking to someone of authority. It's like, no, we're we're equal and you need to step your game up. <laughs> that can that can that be the the final message? We are are not your parents. Uh your parents will uh cook for you mm-hmm. and they'll clean up after you. Mm-hmm. 
and they'll love you while they do it. I don't love you. I barely like you. They'll put up with your noise and, and your and your your stinky guests that you want to bring by the house. They will they will put up with the fact that uh you order the same takeout from the same restaurant. They will put up with the fact that you don't clean up after yourself. No, this one, she washes her own dishes, but she don't buy the dish soap. And not only that, like I said, she's very low impact. I mean, when you eat frozen pizza all the time, how many dishes are you going to make? But you you can, one, clean out the oven. You can buy the dish soap. And then I noticed she, when she doesn't feel like washing her, her little, one little bowl and one little spoon, she'll throw it in with our style. Which me and me and my good roommate cook, so like we'll have multiple dishes in the sink, and she never loads the dishwasher. Like that's the thing. Me and my good roommate have this rhythm where it's like, okay, I know sometimes you load the dishwasher, sometimes I load the dishwasher. We understand that we are responsible for our dishes, but like sometimes, like I'm not gonna pick through my the sink to get my dishes to load the dishwasher and then not do the whole thing. We just do the whole thing and kind of. You know, have this rhythm and understanding that we help each other out. No, not yeah. not the same thing for the other one. I'm almost, I'm almost there, but I'm actually moving with another good friend of mine. I've lived with him before, though. Okay. Um, okay. And then not only that, I've seen him mature exponentially over the years. Okay, good. So, the fact that I can live with him before means I could probably, you know, I feel like there's a good opportunity for me to live with him now. Okay. Not only that, but it's just going to be me and him. I feel like when you when you put that third element in there, you put that third it's person in there, card. yeah, it's the, you end up getting a suburban subleaser. So, <laughs> this guy just bought a condo. He owns it. I'm going to be his roommate. There are roommates there now, but they're scheduled to leave. So one's scheduled to leave two months, and one's scheduled to leave when I'm supposed to be moving in. But then he says he doesn't feel good about that one. He has a backup plan. A backup plan is, is sound. But it's just funny because... He, if he owns it, I feel like when you own it, you yeah. have a different, a different attitude towards the space. Yeah. So... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I always have a couch here for you. <laughs> if need be. <laughs> the nice space heater or heated blanket. Well no, the yeah. heated blanket is mine. Um but I don't I don't I honestly don't think I need it, but thank you for the offer. <laughs> I'm not I'm too I make too much money and I'm too grown to be sleeping on anybody's couch. <laughs> so, for an extended period of time. Oh. So the take-home message is... I ain't your daddy. 